Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Koslowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Corn is big business in America. Almost every year, the production of corn by volume outweighs all other crops combined. This is because of the versatility of the crop, as corn products are almost impossible to avoid. Ask Nina, she is somehow allergic to corn and has to avoid so many different food products that I literally can't eat when she's at my house. Uh... Corn is used not only in many food products consumed by humans, from flour to popcorn to cornbread to high-fructose corn syrup in many products uh, that are giving our children diabetes, uh, but corn is also the most used crop to feed livestock as well. Corn is also the main grain in bourbon and is also used to make the ethanol that goes in our gasoline. Cornstarch is also used in a variety of products. Uh, all in all, corn is literally integral to the American economy. We are the largest producer of corn in the world. Uh, whoever controls the corn controls us. Uh, given that, would it surprise you to know that more than 85% of the corn seeds used in America are produced by one company? Does not surprise me. Well... They are. You were supposed to say no, but you said yes. Well, they are. And that company is Monsanto. And today, we get to dive into the many controversies behind Monsanto, uh, now so widely hated that they were recently acquired by Bayer, and the company chose to dissolve the name entirely due to negative associations. And we expand on their practices in the agriculture market as they have their fingers in everything from the Vietnam War to the Manhattan Project. Bayer, like the pain reliever? Yeah, they make aspirin. Yeah. The original creators of aspirin. So welcome back, everybody, uh, to White Collars, Red Hands. Uh, my name is Kashan, joined by Nina Kern. That's me. Uh, we're back with another... Um, Something that we've decided to do more in these new seasons, which is just kind of like... You uh, might find it corny. Oh, my God. Believe it or not, I know... But they really pop off. I know... <laughs> stop. Uh, I, know, <laughs> I know I wrote that intro to be very corn-centric. Um, it was mostly just to get the point home. We actually don't talk about corn a lot. I don't know. It had my ears. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my god! Um, Makes me want to stalk you when you um, make that many puns. Um, uh, <laughs> cob, uh, cob, corn cob, cob. I don't have any jokes. Uh, my pun machine broke. Do you have any candy? Uh, is this candy? Candy corn. corn? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have bumps on your toes? Often referred to as corns. I do. That's really gross. <laughs> I do. I have corns and bunions. Ah! And then pay me money to see my feet. Old lady feet. Gross. I, I wish men paid me money to see my feet. If well, you would like to see my feet. <laughs> are you doing a plug for an OnlyFans right now? 
Don't do that. Hey, um, I got to make money. Don't do that. I got to make money somehow. Well, either way, we're not talking about those kind of corns today. And as I alluded to, we're not even really talking about corn that much. We are, though, talking about the company that makes the most corn in America, Monsanto. And you've probably heard about them. They are, like I said, widely hated. You probably already know a couple of things at least, but maybe you don't know everything. So let's get down to it. Like maybe you don't know, how did Monsanto start? Uh, Monsanto was actually founded in St. Louis, Missouri, not far away from us here in Chicago, in 1901 by a man named John Francis Queenie, uh, who named the company after the maiden name of his wife. I would have kept my maiden name. Her maiden name was Monsanto, and she, she, yeah, no, she went to Queenie. Queenie's a cute name for a dog, not really a, not really a cute name for a person. Well, I have a friend named Queenie. Like, it's, it's a real name? Mm, it's the name they go by. Okay, see? I mean, you can choose the name, but having it as your real last name is a, is a little interesting. Yeah, yeah. Especially it's... in the early 1900s. Uh, mm-hmm. This sounds like a drag queen's name. Well. But this was just John Francis Queenie was just had well, that name back there in, that in, in other... 1901. Who was that one guy, like Cotton Mather or something? I don't know. People have they weird, had weird names. weird names back then. We got a weird name later in this episode, too. We'll point it out when we get to it. Kashan and Nina. Okay, well, yeah, already. But uh, the company was originally created to produce saccharin, a uh, sugar alternative that is still used to sweeten things like Diet Coke to this day. Huh. Actually, Coke uh, helped fund Monsanto at the beginning because they wanted to produce saccharin for their diet uh, soda products. Interesting. Because the biggest producer of saccharin, or all the producers of saccharin, were in Germany at the time, and they weren't exporting so they created a U.S. company because there was no market for it here because you couldn't get it. Hmm. And it kind of blew up. Uh, this company would also produce uh, other artificial flavorings like vanillin and like caffeine and also, uh, I forget the name for it, but uh, artificial cinnamon flavor. They also developed that. Fake cinnamon? Yeah. I didn't even know there was such a thing as fake cinnamon. Well, there is. Just like how the the flavor vanilla, vanilla is one of the most expensive spices. So most of the time, if you have something that's vanilla, it's actually just vanilla. And it's the, it's the synthetic vanilla flavor, but it yeah. tastes almost exactly the same. Yeah, imitation vanilla. Yeah, it was one of the easiest uh, flavors to reproduce. I watched a video on that on YouTube. Uh, huh. I watch a lot of stupid videos on YouTube. Um, so I know a lot of really dumb, he useless facts. really does. Yeah. Um, at first, uh, they didn't do great because, as I mentioned, Germany, uh, which held the original creators of saccharin, started exporting to the U.S. once they made the company and it showed that there was a market for saccharin in the U.S. German just, Germany just started exporting saccharin to the U.S. Um, and they were undercutting the prices of Monsanto by a lot. So people were just buying the German saccharin instead of the U.S.-produced saccharin. Um after the start of World War One, however, uh, imports from Germany were blocked to the U.S. because of oh, that war thing that was happening. Um, and that caused Monsanto's profits to skyrocket like 10 times. They went to something like $80,000 um, a year profit to like $900,000 over the course of like three years. Wow. Like some, and it, in 1914 money. Yeah, it was like 1914 and 1918 or something. That's, yeah, because that, that was their jump in profit. Those were the years of the First World War. Yeah, don't ask me. I don't know. That's the so. that's the World War everyone forgot about. Um, Which one was it? I'm just kidding. One. Uh, <laughs> it was the first. The first one. Um, because of this, Monsanto found the ability to expand to Europe through acquisition. They like bought a, a chemical company in Wales, I believe. So they moved outside the U.S. for the first time. And they moved into manufacturing chemicals outside of food, like 
aspirin and the raw substance salicylic acid and later uh they moved to producing industrial chemicals like those involved in rubber processing and pcbs which were uh chemicals used in cooling electrical equipment interesting um polychlorinated uh biphenyls by the way if anyone really wants to know what pcb stands for if you're i was just gonna accept it if you're a real big nerd i know and i didn't even write it in because i was like that's gonna bore people but then but then you just had to say i just have to say it um in 1926 monsanto actually founded and incorporated an entire ass town um and named it after their company monsanto illinois it was in illinois uh they did this because in 1926 when the town was created most environmental restrictions were created by the local authorities. So they just built their own town and built a huge factory in there to, to avoid regulation. I feel like, I don't know if you could do that now. Oh, fuck no. But that's because a lot of like, like chemical and uh, like work regulation stuff are now federal. Mm. So they're everywhere. You can't just be like, well, we can't build a factory inside like Hoboken, New York or something because Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care it's where, where the cake is. boss is. Hey, if we have any listeners in Hoboken, I don't know who you are, but fuck your town. Um, <laughs> we just. Lost. I had a lovely time in Hoboken. We just lost like two listeners. Um, <laughs> you but, lost the cake boss, but they couldn't go there because they would be like, "Hey, stop dumping pollutants in our water." So they were just like, "We'll just make our own town." Then, um, so that's what they did. I'm gonna just dump it over here instead. Uh, the town still exists. By the way, um, it goes by the name of Socket, uh, named after the first like town president or whatever. They, I think they use the name president. I don't know why the town had a president, whatever. Uh, Socket, uh, it is right here in Illinois and hosts a, popula- a population of 159 people. <laughs> That's such a small town. Yeah, I don't know if the factory is still there or not, so... Everyone works at the factory. Uh, that's what. That's literally how they made it. They made a factory town where they built a factory, and everyone in the town worked at the factory. So, um, um, I have realized during the course of this podcast that that was a very popular thing to do. Yeah, build a town and build a factory, and then a town would build around it. We had one of those in Arizona. His name was Joe City. Uh, it had like a big factory in the city, and every single person who was there worked at the worked at the factory. So, what kind of factory was it? I don't remember. Was it a JoJo factory? Yeah, it produced JoJo Siwa merch. Oh, actually, just a bunch thinking. of rainbow glittery tassel things. That's all that came out of there. In Ohio, a JoJo is a potato wedge. Oh fuck, that's right. No, <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> the JoJo Siwa thing is way less stupid. The JoJo Siwa <laughs> thing makes so much more sense. Uh, but Monsanto would. We stand with JoJo Siwa. Uh, that is not that is not the the view of this podcast. White collars, it, red hands, stands with JoJo. Stop. We do not. That's not. I mean, on it, like go LGBTQ rights since she uh, likes women and came yeah. out. So that's cool. But as everything else, like no, I never watched uh, Dance Kids or whatever the fuck the show was. I don't even. I don't, know I don't even was. like dance. Um, so no. Uh, Monsanto would also go on to play uh, a part in the next World War as well, World War II, uh, when their head of research, Charles Allen Thomas, was invited to become the co-director of the Manhattan Project with Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, he did decline, however, because he didn't want to leave Monsanto, but Monsanto ended up just contributing to research for the uh, nuclear weapons program and played an integral part in uh, the developing of the plutonium purification process when they were developing plutonium bombs. They then switched and started making the polonium initiators that eventually went into the bombs, uh, both 
uh, fat fat man and little boy. Little man, fat. I don't. I might be mixing those up. I swear, I know them. Uh, the two bombs that were dropped on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So they did that, um, and we're not going to get into was the nuclear bomb cool. No, it's not. But we're not going to get into it because it's unfortunately a debate. Hey, do you ever want to feel like an asshole? Go to Hir- how'd you say it? I always called it Hiroshima. I said Hiroshima. Whatever. Go there on the anniversary of the bomb being dropped. As an American, you'll feel like an asshole. Yeah, probably. Um, I did it. We did some bad stuff. So, yeah. Anyone that says we doesn't, we or we haven't, is an idiot. Um, their involvement, their involvement, Monsanto's involvement in war, however, does not stop there. Uh, as we discussed in the Dow Chemical episode, Monsanto had a large part to play in the creation and distribution of Agent orange a defoliant used in the war that caused 500,000 people to be born with birth defects in vietnam alone and countless sired by american soldiers upon their return uh if you want to hear more about that i would suggest listening to our dow chemical episode we cover it relatively in depth so we're not going to cover it here instead um monsanto also became uh, the first mass producer of leds in the late 60s which dropped the price of a single led to from 200 dollars to 10 cents because, because they developed a method to mass produce them. Oh, nice. Um, so I, I've kind of put in some good things along with the bad things about they produced in here. So I mean that's kind of a that's kind of a good thing. They also were the um, they were the pioneer of optoelectronics, which is just a fancy term for like light sensing electronics. So uh, their stuff, uh, the LEDs and the optoelectronics were used in like watches and obviously alarm clocks and a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Um, they also developed some other weird products like AstroTurf, which was known as like chem. I think the original term for it was chemgrass, which that's way worse. So chemgrass. So at least AstroTurf was better. Uh, but of no, course, chem on the grass. Oh my god! But of course, AstroTurf uh, is responsible uh, for horrible-looking multi-million-dollar fields. AstroTurf looks like shit. Uh, most places, most like. Uh, Stadiums that had AstroTurf in them no longer have them, one, because it looks stupid, and uh, two, because it'll give you some gnarly burns. I remember playing at a – when I was in high school football, we played at a college stadium that had AstroTurf, and my quarterback had fallen down, and fucking, like, all of the skin on his arm was gone. Well, that's what he gets for falling down and being a shitty player. <laughs> You're right. Anyone who falls down in football sucks. You got tackled. <laughs> It's kind of integral to the game. If you can't play, if you can't, if you can't get hurt, you shouldn't play the game. Oh my God! You sound like everyone's dad on a little league team. Um, so, although Monsanto did develop some good products, uh, they came under fire, obviously, for Agent Orange, uh, the nuclear bomb, as well as. Another chemical that I mentioned earlier, PCBs. We weren't done with polychlorinated biphenyls. Ha ha ha. Uh, it turns out that PCBs are incredibly carcinogenic uh, and pose a lot of toxic environmental risks. Uh, because of this, PCBs were actually banned in America in 1979, although in some underfunded towns, you can still find electrical equipment that are slapped with a sticker that says, warning, contains PCBs. Um. Kashan has a lack of PCBs, pretty clean balls. <laughs> you don't know shit about my balls. So I just... Uh, You're crying. 
This is peak comedy for Nina. Her <laughs> PCB's hands were pretty clean balls. She's cry laughing. This is how funny this is to her. It was your face. You were just like, what the fuck? Yes. I mean, you give me that look every week. I you don't know shock, why this means. You shock me endlessly with the things <laughs> you say. I sent someone something that I said. We'll announce it at the end of the podcast. But I was doing, I was splicing the video and I was like, "What? why did I do that in this podcast? And they were like, honestly, sometimes I worry. So it's not just Kashan. It's everyone in your it's life. Everyone, everyone worries. Life. You need an intervention, and don't worry. What do you intervene? Don't worry. It's coming. We'll talk to you about it then. Um, God damn it. I hate intervention. Oh, my God. Uh, Monsanto also developed another chemical later found to be damaging to the environment, uh, which was the insecticide DDT. You also might have heard about that. It was used to kill mosquitoes uh, in mosquito spray. It turns out it also killed a bunch of important pollinators, like bees and birds. Um is DDT different than DEET? So DEET is the new, uh, safer version of DDT. So DDT was commonly used. They were like, yeah, this kills a bunch of other stuff. So they redeveloped it so that it kind of only affects um, the insects. They wanted it to affect and not um, bees and birds, which it was killing a bunch. They found like uh, traces of DDT and like a bunch of like bird eggs that they sampled just like around because it was just like in the air. This is like when... Um DuPont was dumping what what they dump in the water? C8, which C8, we do mention later as well. That yeah. now is in everybody's bodies. It's mm-hmm. like that. That's a good episode too. Yeah, this is the thing that like uh, what people don't realize, realize with aerosols, stuff like um, uh, CFCs, chlorofluorocarbons, and um, things like DDT is that when you spray something in the air, like if enough people spray this in the air, like it just stays there. I think people, because you can't see it, people think like, oh, it's just gone. Right, you know, like I sprayed it, but it just like goes away, right? But it's not magic. It stays there. And if you get enough of anything in the air, especially if it's damaging the environment, it's like literally we we destroyed the ozone layer for a little bit. And just because you can't see any of it doesn't mean it's any less dangerous. I don't know. I don't believe in the ozone layer. All right. Can't see it. You know what? You should go on Alec Jones podcast. I think you'd fit in nicely there. Do they say the ozone? They turned the freaking frogs gay. I don't know, probably. They said the frogs are gay? Oh, yeah. He said that uh, you've never heard of Alex. Like, you've never seen Alex Jones clips. He literally claimed that the like the government was dumping chemicals in the water that turns frogs gay. Well, I mean, they are. He also denied. Oh, I'm what kidding. was it? He denied that. Uh, he said that big, like, like school shooting of all those, of the Sandy Hook massacre. He said that it wasn't real. Oh, one of those people. Yeah. So, he's crazy. I know multiple people who don't believe that that was real. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah. And it also... It, they I think mean, that Obama made it up so that we would... Uh, to, like, put in motion gun control. That's so stupid because none of that happens. Well, <laughs> so, right. if, even if that was right, why did it not work? Whatever. You know, we're not getting into it. Uh, we're going back. We're upset about something else this week, and it's Monsanto. Sorry, and DDT. not Sandy Hook. Uh, DDT was banned in the U.S. in 1972. So, that's two chemicals that they produced that were eventually banned. Um, so, since their biggest moneymakers kept getting banned for their negative effects on humans and the environment... Oh, shucks. Oh, no, the chemicals we created were killing people? Uh, Looks like we're going to have to change our business model. So Monsanto sought to pivot from a chemical manufacturing company 
to an agrobiotech company in the 1980s. And it only gets worse from here. So that was the, that was the prequel to like the bet the, the stuff that they're really in hot water for now. It was that they were a chemical company that was known for creating chemicals that endangered people. They should it should have been game over right then. Man, and this is so this is every chemical like every chemical manufacturing company we've ever talked about always produces chemicals that are actually dangerous that they hide the dangers of because they need to sell them and they 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 like fulfill a role that they need to fill, but they're almost always dangerous in some way. And the thing is, is like, I talk about this later, but I understand that some of these chemicals you create are going to have side effects. Yeah. You know, it's just a natural part of well, it. Well, and but, it's a new chemical you just created and you don't know what the side effects are going to yeah, be. But you need to at least... Um, Test it on a rabbit. Yeah, and, and you need I'm to kidding. at least inform people that there are potential risks. Right. You know, you have to say that, um, you know, while not conclusive, there might be some evidence that supports that this is dangerous. In 1983, Monsanto scientists were the first ever to genetically modify a plant cell. GMOs, here we go! A remarkable achievement. Uh, and five years later, the company conducted the first field test of completely genetically modified crops. Uh, seeing promise in a future of GMO, GMO crops throughout the next decade and a half, Monsanto would acquire many smaller seed manufacturing biotech companies, culminating in the acquisition of one of the leading global producers of crop seeds, Seminus Inc., for $1.4 billion in 2005, making Monsanto the largest uh, seed company in the world. So, uh, fuck Monsanto. I didn't know that they made GMOs. GMOs have been, like, one of my arch nemesises since entering the workforce. Because people would always, when I worked at the butcher shop, something about GMOs all the time. Oh, people always giving me shit about GMOs. Which it's, is a perfect segue to this next segment because I said I'd like to touch on GMOs for a little bit. Many people do hate GMOs, but without fully understanding what they are. So I would like to point out at this point, my background is in biology. I have a degree in biology and I will soon be attending a program for biotechnology. So I have a little bit more license to speak on this uh, than other shows where I might just make a dick joke. All right. So I do have some background on this. I do know more about uh, GMOs than the normal person. And I do actually want to work in gene therapy in my professional career, hopefully. So GMOs uh, on their own are not necessarily bad. Unless you are arguing the playing God argument, which is rooted in religious beliefs and therefore can't uh, be argued from a rational, like, logic standpoint. Wait, so people are saying that, like... They say that we shouldn't be messing with DNA in general because it's playing God and we should just leave that to not humans. Well, then they can't have their labradoodle. Exactly. Well, that is also a big rebuttal to that as well. We've been doing artificial selection for a long time, which is technically genetic modification. It just takes a lot longer so it's like you weren't you were okay with us like like corn didn't look like corn a thousand years ago. We selectively bred it to make bigger kernels. You know, the it, bigger the better. Oh my god! Um, Wait, every, I don't want to know sexual. what it looked like. Oh yeah, the, it, it looked a lot more like a wheat. Thousand. It looked a lot more like wheat. It was smaller Whoa. and it had little kernels that looked These like. These look like the ones in the jar. You know what I'm talking about? The little party corn. No. In the jars? No. Pickled? No. What? I don't know what you're talking about. But as you can see from here, it looks a lot more like barley or like what other grains look like. Obviously, the corn cobs... 
that we know now look vastly different. So we've been doing that for a long time. Please. I've never seen that before in my life. This is some weird Ohio shit. I don't know. I, I don't They're know. everywhere. That is not true because I didn't see them. Um, I'm shook. I didn't know that corn didn't look uh, like this. I am shooketh. Oh, my God. So Pocahontas, it was all a lie. No, well, and even back then, it did look different than what it looks like now. So GMOs have, though, given us many great scientific breakthroughs from the safe production of insulin using uh, GMO bacteria to fish that bioluminesce under a black light using a jellyfish gene known as P-Glow. So those are fun. Uh, but with Monsanto, however, they took a good thing in plant genetic modification and used it negatively for the purposes of greed. Many good plant GMOs have been created that increase crop yield to better feed people and make plants more resistant to pathogens, protecting farmers and consumers alike from famine. Stuff like this is um, the banana we eat now is called a Cavendish banana, but previously we used to eat a different banana that was completely wiped out by a fungal infection. So GMOs now can help prevent things like complete crop wipeouts like that. So there are good applications of this technology. It's just that Monsanto didn't do it very well. They did it to get more money and not to like create products that actually help people. I didn't, I'm learning a lot about food today. Yeah. Uh, Corn and bananas. Another video I watched online about how all of the bananas we eat now are actually, and they're worse tasting bananas than what they used to be. How could they be better? Huh? I love bananas. Well, they used to be sweeter and bigger. Like the Laffy Taffy, tastes like like artificial Laffy Taffy bananas? I don't know, maybe. Well, you didn't Um, try it. Yes. (laughs) You can still get them. Uh, they're produced in like, they're hard to get though. They're produced in like one plantation because the we switched over to the Cavendish banana because it's more resistant. It is re- naturally resistant to that fungal infection, not because just like all of them died. They were dying. But they also think that the Cavendish bananas, there's a new fungal, there's an infection or a mutation of that infection that will probably affect these Cavendish bananas. So bananas will either cease to be or change as we know it in the next like 20 years. Probably. Anyway, that's worth living. Honestly, different podcast. So uh, most of the back to Monsanto, most of the GMO crops that Monsanto created uh, were designed specifically to work with another product of theirs. Uh, Monsanto had developed a herbicide called uh, glyphosate or glyphosate uh, known by the brand name Roundup. Uh, in the 1970s, they marketed this new herbicide as the safest herbicide ever produced, making multiple claims uh, to it being safer than table salt and even making claims that alluded to it being safe enough to drink, which is... Isn't that the stuff you spray in the cracks of the sidewalks to kill the weeds? Yes. Drink it. See what happens. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's not good for you, by the way. Don't, don't no, drink it. No, don't drink um, it. If you didn't know that already um don't tide pod round up oh my god uh we've seen this from every single chemical manufacturer we've discussed they claim to be making a chemical that is so safe that you could i don't know baptize babies in it if you wanted to uh but this is ludicrous because the chemicals always turn out to be slowly killing you by accumulating in your blood just like you mentioned with c8 so they always do this it's the same thing we haven't discussed it here but when they um added lead to gasoline to stop knocking uh the person who developed that was like oh yeah you it's no problem and he drank it on stage to prove it and this was after he already developed lead poisoning while making it in the first place so they literally just lied to sell it even though he had already become sick from the chemical he produced jesus christ isn't that the um there's a play about that yeah no 
That's something else. That's about the radiation. That story is crazy, though. Because the radiation girls. Do you know what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know. We have actually have talked about the radium uh, yeah. previously on here just a little bit. Um, but yeah, so that's crazy. Um, but they do it all the time. These chemical companies do it all the time, which is why I've definitely learned to be more wary about chemicals, especially since doing this podcast. Either way. Though, even if it's dangerous, Roundup is incredibly effective at its job of killing plants. So effective that it would not only kill weeds, but any plant it came into contact with. This obviously made it hard to use for farmers, because last time I checked, they grow plants. Uh, so Monsanto used their GMO abilities to develop crops that were resistant to the herbicide that they created and coined these plants Roundup Ready. Don't use Roundup on your bush, though. Good PSA, Naya. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not even going to say it. You had another one? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you got a lot of one-liners today. I, I don't, I'm not usually like that. Good on you. I don't know. Um, farmers used to have to plant seeds relatively far apart from each other uh, to leave room for tilling. Social which, distancing. <laughs> which, which is a manual way to remove weeds from their fields. But now, farmers could use the Roundup Ready seeds planted closer together and just douse their whole fields with the herbicide to keep weeds from growing, improving yield significantly because you can grow more plants per field. Uh, the increase in yield is so drastic that a farmer would not be able to compete if they didn't use the GMO seeds. And that is why more than 85% of American corn is grown Roundup Ready. But they have applied this to more than just corn, as more than 80% of soybeans, cotton, sugar beets, and canola in the U.S. are also glyphosate tolerant. Um, this became the biggest part of Monsanto's business, as in 2009, 10% of their revenue was from glyphosate, and half of Monsanto's gross margin was from Roundup Ready related products, including their GMO seeds. Hmm. So that's this is a, a company that ranked 199 on the Fortune 500. So they're a big company, and most of their revenue is coming from these Roundup Ready seeds and Roundup. Interesting. Because now you have to sell the seeds to these to these farmers, and you also sell them all of the Roundup to pour on their fields as well to keep the weeds from growing. You just wouldn't think, like, this might be a bad idea, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like when we're dumping all this shit into the ocean, and now we're like, oh, fuck. And it's like before you weren't like, maybe I shouldn't put this plastic in the ocean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at yeah. some point it's going to backfire. Yeah, If it seems unnatural, it's probably going to have ramifications. Right? Yeah, because if you keep bleaching your hair, it'll fall out. So, and it's the same here. But the success of these products actually led Monsanto to completely abandon their chemical manufacturing side of the business. Uh, spinning off their chemical division into a new company, Solutia. They did this mostly to move all of the responsibility for the PCB business and the associated liabilities from lawsuits to a separate company from Monsanto. And now, no surprise, but six years later, Solutia filed for bankruptcy, leaving the plaintiffs in many class action lawsuits up in the air because they basically moved like, oh, uh, our chemical manufacturing is now this business and they are responsible for all of the poisoning we did before. Sue them. And then they started paying out the lawsuits. They now didn't have enough money because they're not tied with the parent company anymore. And they go bankrupt. Jesus. So, yeah. And honestly, Monsanto did this a lot where they would, like, start a company 
or start a division in their company that would do some like questionable stuff and then they would just sell it to somebody else. It was the same thing. They started like a pharmaceutical branch that ended up making the uh, medication Celebrex, which I don't remember exactly what it does, but it's, it's popular for some reason. And then they sold it to Pfizer. So oh. that they're like, oh, we developed this thing, but then we just kind of sell it because they don't want it under the umbrella because they're constantly doing a bunch of other shady things. Um, of course, what happens when a company has a stranglehold on the market, especially a market where people can't choose to consume their products, like food? If you control 85% of the corn in America, people can't just stop using corn. As we talked about in the intro, it's in everything. People need to eat. Well, the company historically tries to unethically wring as much money out of people as possible since they have no other choice, and Monsanto did just that. Just like when uh, Enron took over the uh, privatized energy business in California and people didn't have other options, so they just reamed them for a fuck ton of money because they literally couldn't get it from anywhere else. Mm -hmm. They had a monopoly. They knew they could exploit, exploit people, so they did. It's what they'll do. Um Monsanto has been known to have an incredibly litigious organization and have had multiple high-profile cases regarding the patents on their seeds. Uh, their patents actually forbid farmers from collecting seeds that their crops produce and replanting them. Instead, they have to buy completely new seeds for every planting, and they are very active in investigating farms to make sure that they aren't reusing seeds from previous crops. That's ridiculous. So you buy the seeds, you plant them, you grow the crops, but if you take seeds from the crops and replant them, you have violated their patent, and courts in multiple different countries ruled in favor of Monsanto in that case. That's insane. In one very notarized case uh, in Canada, Monsanto sued a farmer named Percy Schmeiser, which that's the fun name, Schmeiser, um, who claimed that he discovered some Roundup-resistant canola growing on his farm and then harvested the seeds from this plant and used them in his next harvest. Monsanto sued Schmeiser, but Schmeiser claimed that his crops had become resistant unintentionally due to cross-pollination by pollen from a neighboring farm which used Monsanto seeds. The Canadian Supreme Court ruled in favor of Monsanto, although they did remove any ruling for Schmeiser to pay damages or legal fees to Monsanto, stating that he did not profit on the use of the patented technology. So he claims that the plants that were resistant to, glyph to glyphosate, just like their pollen spread to his farm, pollinated his crops, and then produced offspring that happened to be resistant to glyphosate. Hmm. So since he took those seeds and then replanted them, he was violating their patent. I find that to be a stretch. It is. Um, that being said, uh, the judge in the case did say that 95 to 98% of his crops were glyphosate resistant when they investigated. So it's probably, he, it's probably he just did it on purpose and then lied about it being accidental. That's a possibility. But also this does open the avenue for like, what if it was accidental though? So if you are a farmer and just like a seed blows over into your farm and gets planted and they find it there, have you violated their patent? Even though you can't tell, like if you just look at it, you don't know. Right. You, like, so you're just supposed to genetically inspect every single one of your plants. That's impossible. No, you can't do that. So I think this creates a dangerous precedent, but that's whatever. Um, they also developed a quote unquote terminator plants. Uh, which are not sent from the future to prevent a robot uprising, uh, but are rather plants designed to produce sterile seeds. 
So you have no choice but to buy into the round for Monsanto because now they just won't produce viable seeds. Um, of course, after this patent got out, uh, there was such bas- backlash over this idea that the company never actually realized the patent and it eventually lapsed. Good. So, so they never actually created the, the Terminator plants, but they developed them and had a patent on it. And then people hated that idea so much. You know, I to me, I was talking to someone earlier about this and I said it's kind of like when you buy a CD, they've they've made it so that you own the rights to that media on the CD. So you can copy the CD as long as it's only for your personal use. So yeah, you I can't I can make sell a, it. yeah, I can make a copy of the CD as long as I don't give it to someone else or sell it to somebody else, but like if you give me the seed to grow a plant and the plant grows more seeds, it seems a little bit a little bit of a stretch to say that you still own the seeds that come from the plant that it grew and that I can't reuse those. Right. I've already bought the thing that produced the seeds. Right. So why are you telling me now I can't use the seeds that it produces? You know, logically it doesn't it just doesn't seem to add up, you know. Yeah. And they just want more money. And they're already selling these seeds at a crazy like Oh, a, I'm sure. a crazy margin increase. I mean, they said something like um like a hundred times the price of what you could buy it previously. Wow. But because of the ease it gives you to the production process, people pay for it. Uh, Obviously, this didn't go over well in the court of public opinion, however, as many people developed a soured view of Monsanto as well as GMO crops. Uh, But with Roundup-ready plants, it turns out the plants pissed people off, but Roundup the chemical was about to be even worse can't Uh, wait to hear this yeah so remember how i said that monsanto uh, marketed roundup as safer than table salt well it turns out that is only true if salt is also giving people cancer Uh, it is clogging their arteries well i mean you know honestly salt has a little bit to do with hypertension but that's mostly fat intake and sugar wow but it does uh, atherosclerosis, it does cause that, the hardening of your arteries. That's Whatever. what it is. Um, in 2015, the uh, International Agency for Research on Cancer, also known as IARC, uh, published a study that labeled uh, glyphosate as probably carcinogenic. And in 2019, researchers at the University of Washington published a study that concluded that using glyphosate increases the risk of non-Hodgkin lymphoma by 41%. Oh, that stuff's bad. Still, though, most governmental regulatory agencies such as uh, the WHO and the EPA have posited that there is no link between glyphosate and cancer. Now, why would that be? Uh, A 1983 study on glyphosate and its effects on mice showed that the chemical was not carcinogenic uh but the study was done by a commercial lab paid for by monsanto uh the results were then neither peer-reviewed nor made publicly available and many scientists at the epa actually refused to sign off on the approval for it uh and to this day monsanto and the epa cite this article when stating that roundup is safe uh even though the mice in the study did in fact develop renal cancer it's just they got a bunch of scientists to claim that it was not related to the glyphosate uh, against quite a bit of evidence. They wow. said it was. They said uh, one scientist actually said it's like a one in one hundred and fifty four percent chance, or one in one hundred fifty four chance that the mice just developed the renal cancer independently. But like four mice had it in this study. Out of how many? Uh, like twenty. Ah. So, because they did like cross sections, and they they basically kept asking scientists until they found people that were like yeah no it's it wasn't 
it wasn't from the glyphosate. It was just this happened. Like, like we can tell that that's like that it wasn't related. But they had asked like three different times, like three different panels of scientists until they got that answer, and then they went with that answer. So I don't know. Um, you know what? Shame on those scientists. I mean, I I don't know where this story's going, but if you're gonna sit here and lie and like give people cancer, you should lose your job. Yeah, there's not a lot of scientific integrity shown in this. But that being said, some of these people that work in these labs might not even really be scientists. They might have like degrees in other things and they're given a procedure that's written out for them and they produce it, but they're given a procedure that uh, in contains bias so that it's not, you know, this is why peer review and um, like reproduction of results is so important in the scientific community. Regardless, if you know you're lying about something this serious, like, I don't think they knew they were oh, lying. They, you don't the think they knew. The companies knew they were lying, but I think they 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 use information and bend it in a way that suits them. I see. What this you is mean. why multiple EPA scientists didn't sign off on it. But the EPA isn't run by scientists; it's run by politicians, right? You know, so yeah. that that is when it that's why. It gets kind of eh, because it like scientists aren't our elected officials, right? You know, our elected officials are lawyers and political science, you know, doctors and stuff like that. They're not; they don't know science, but these people are still put in charge of science, governmental institutions, right? I mean, it's the same with education; they're in charge of education. They don't know anything about education, and most of the people that get elevated to these are not the scientists; they're the businessmen, yeah, or the business people that do this. Um, there's even uh, an investigation into former deputy, uh, a former deputy director in the EPA's Office of Pesticide Programs, Jess Rowland, who colluded with Monsanto. They found messages where uh, he was saying that he was going to kill an investigation in a glyphosate that was prompted by the IARC report. And indeed, he did. They stopped They stopped the investigation after the IARC report. And he literally said in a message to uh, a Monsanto official, I deserve a medal if I can kill this investigation. Jesus. And then he did, so I hope they at least gave him the fucking medal. Yeah, I hope um, he got his medal. Jeez. They also spend quite a bit of money lobbying, uh, sometimes spending over $8 million in a calendar year lobbying uh, the U.S. alone. And they do it in all countries, basically, because they operate in... Every, yeah, they're, they're, multi, they're multinational. They're everywhere. Um, they also continue some incestuous relationships with government officials, such as in 2009 when Michael Taylor, the former VP of Monsanto's public policy division, became a senior advisor to the FDA commissioner and later the FDA deputy commissioner for policy and food safety. Basically, someone who was the VP of Monsanto became the like key official in food safety in America. So someone who worked there got elevated to governing them, which that's not... Great. That feels like nepotism in a way. It, like, it's not real nepotism, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's... It is. Well, you, they're obviously going to be favorable to their previous... Right. Their right. previous companies. You, like, you can't say that they're not. Um, also, I don't, I don't know if you know this, Clarence Thomas, one of the Supreme Court justices that hates women and thinks we should overturn uh, the right to same-sex marriage, he's the one who wrote that opinion, by the way, um, was a lawyer for Monsanto. Uh, it is believed that uh, these ties to the government help Monsanto create favor from regulatory bodies. And that that was two. Uh, if you go just to their Wikipedia page, there's a list of 10 
people of these that you can point to be like that must pointing Monsanto officials to high um, government regulation bodies that regulate Monsanto. I that's not okay. Clarence Thomas also just the Supreme Court also just like did some stuff to limit the EPA. So this is all not very shocking. Well, there we go. I'm having a crisis. Uh, in documents released in 2009 that are now dubbed the Monsanto Papers, there were hundreds of documents that showed Monsanto was not happy that IARC was going to be testing glyphosate in the first place and also alluded to ghostwriters for scientific studies conducted in the past. And my thing is, if you create a chemical and you're not okay with it being investigated... That's a little sus. It's yeah. more than a little sus. It no, means, it's extremely sus. It means you know something's wrong with it and you think it's going to come out. And uh, I watched a documentary that was talking to the uh, like president of Monsanto, and he's a little shithead. I hated this guy. And he, he said he's like, she asked him about this, and he's like, they're just going to like drag our name through the dirt, you know? Yeah, but if you make it a safe product... Your name won't get drugged through the dirt. Exactly. I, I my thinking the whole time is I was like, why would people? Why do people want to destroy you so much? Like if they if their claims aren't backed by some actual facts, why are they why are they coming for you? It's like everyone who says like this is a witch hunt, like when they get called out for being like like me tooed or something, and they just say this is a witch hunt. They're just coming for me because I'm successful. Like that's a bullshit argument. Yeah. No one gives a fuck if you're successful because there's plenty of successful people that aren't fucking assholes. Right. And it's the same with you. There are plenty of companies that aren't assholes. The reason sure. people think you're an asshole is because you're, you're an, an asshole. asshole. And maybe you got to do some introspection and say, you know, we're an asshole. And you can change maybe. I, I give you that. But if you just deny it and you constantly try to silence your critics, you're just going to stay an asshole. As Anna Ferris says in the movie Just Friends, assholes, assholes. You guys are assholes. You have never seen that movie. It's pretty good. I don't think I have. It's actually funny. I, I, I think it's funny. So they've ghostwritten papers, or at least it alludes to that. Uh, there's evidence in these papers that seems to point to Monsanto drafting scientific studies and then having scientists sign them to pass them off as legitimate when they are instead fraught with bias, just like the 1983 mouse study, actually. Um, but these are, like, still in journals. They're still out there. Every time that fucking shithead, they'd ask him about if glyphosate is dangerous, he'd be like, there are, there are 40 years of studies, 800 studies that say glyphosate is safe. And you're like, how many of those aren't biased though? Because we've obviously shown that you're okay manipulating science to bend the world to your views. So, mm. um, many lawsuits against Monsanto though have been ruled in the flavor, the favor of the plaintiffs uh, since the release of the IARC study. The first of which was Dwayne Johnson. A, the Rock? No, believe it or not. Uh, a groundskeeper that sprayed Roundup on a very regular basis and in large quantities at his work in California who developed non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and was originally awarded $289 million in damages from Monsanto, although after two appeals, that number was reduced to $21 million. Like they couldn't have given him the full amount? And they, of course, uh, these guys would be like, oh, that's, you know... It's bullshit. Like, they don't know. We don't know why the jury decided it this way. They don't believe in the science for some reason. Like, that's what he said. It's like, they don't believe in the science for some reason. And I'm like, there's also some science that, you know, it's at least it's at least in question because there are peer-reviewed studies that have shown that there's dangers. 
So there's at least some question. So you can't just deny it outright like that. Like, they don't believe in the science. No. It's like, no, I think they do. Uh, many other lawsuits have also awarded damages to those who have developed cancer after using glyphosate. And although the science is still disputed and the general consensus amongst regulators is that it doesn't cause cancer, Monsanto still failed to properly warn customers of potential risks when using their products, ignoring possible health risks because they didn't want the bad publicity, which is when you hurt people. Just put it on the label. Half the time, people won't read it anyway. Oh, it's so funny because they actually, the EPA, the, it was like a mild eye irritant. So they said that you had to put danger on the label. And they were like, that irritation was caused by previous irritation in the eyes, not the glyphosate. That's what they said back. And they're like, we don't want to put danger on the label. We want to put caution because it seems less upsetting. And the EPA agreed. They were like, fine, you can put caution on it. Jesus. So... They just also made their own rules. They were like, no, we don't want to do that. We'll do something else. And, and the like, EPA was like, okay. They were like, okay. Um, oh, uh, by the way, they also used Roundup to commit some good old-fashioned accounting fraud uh, where they didn't state Roundup rebates correctly and inflated their profit by $31 million over the course of two years. So there's some classic white-collar crime if uh, you were tired of the overall corporate analysis that didn't actually involve some hard-hitting crime. The SEC caused them... Uh, had them pay back eighty million though, so one of the only oh, times good, good, one of the good. only times where the SEC actually asked for more money than what their overstated profit was. They're like, you're giving everybody cancer. Fork it over, which is good. In September of 2016, Monsanto agreed to be acquired by the German pharmaceutical company and natural sciences giant Bayer or Bayer. I don't actually know how to pronounce it. Uh, the makers of aspirin, as you pointed out, the first makers uh, for sixty six million dollars cash. Um, the deal was approved in 2018, and as of acquisition, Bayer has decided to scrap the name Monsanto completely because people just seem to hate that name now for some reason. I can't think of why. Uh, they still produce Roundup and Roundup-ready plants at the same level, if not more, than previously. What's the point? I think, see, this is, this is, science unfortunately does work slow, at least if it's real science, because you have to do, you have to design the studies, you have to do the studies, you have yeah. to, you have to interpret the results, write the results, and then some, then multiple other people have to see it and do the same thing and get the same results. That's how science works. It's a slow process, but the slow process is what makes it less fallible. It's how we learn things. We need to prove that we know it. There needs to be enough empirical evidence to say, yes, this is true. And this is an example of that. So this happened. The IARC study came out in 2015. The uh, University of Washington study came out in 2019. So we're still here. We're still in it. And there's still more studies that are that are probably going to come out. Well, and you've got to think, too, there was a pandemic in between all this. So yeah. that definitely threw a wrench. Yeah. So... This story is probably not over. Um, there's probably going to be more. Um, but unfortunately, that is where our look at Monsanto ends today. But that is by no means the end of the story. There are many other skeletons in Monsanto's closet. Uh, the development of hormones that uh, cause cows to produce more milk, for example. People got really upset about that. You'll see a lot of milk labels that say RBST-free now. They were the ones who developed that in the first place. Ah. Yeah. Uh, or misleading claims about their crop production leading to uh, more farmer suicide rates in India. Uh, they ended up paying more for these crop seeds and then thought that they would yield more. So they ended up actually 
um, going into more debt than they were before. And they believe that that is correlated with an increase in suicide rates amongst farmers in India, although there that is also disputed. You can read it for yourself. Um, but like, I, but I will leave that to you, the listener, to inform yourself more on. There's more than those two. There's a lot. If you want to dig more into this, then go ahead. But we'd like to keep these under an hour. So we unfortunately just talked about the big ones today. Um, these chemical companies, we have shown time and time again, find a way to regulate their own products. And of course, they're going to call them safe. I understand that these chemical companies might pose a health risk, and sometimes the rewards outweigh the risks, but to actively refuse to inform your customers of potential risks for profit is just plain wrong. You don't have to stop herbicide use completely, but maybe tell them to wear some PPE. Instead, they spend millions of dollars instead to keep people ignorant to the dangers of their products while developing more to profit off their stranglehold on the agriculture market. The next time you eat a corn tortilla chip or fill up your gas tank, remember Monsanto corn played a role and that they prove time and time again that they do not care about the responsibilities of their actions. So if you are as upset by Monsanto's dealings as we are, please contact your state representative and tell them you want more regulation in in agriculture and hopefully with enough voices and unfortunately against all precedent, we overcome the company that is now Bayer and their use of the dollar to influence the politicians of America. There you go. So thank you for angrily listening listening along uh, to this one. Um, we, although we're upset, understand this is important. So yeah. um, it's important to do these stories. And if we have a little fun, Along the way, and Nina says, um, what was it, uh, not clean balls? What was it? Pretty clean balls. Pretty clean balls. Uh, and, you know, we get to do that a little bit along the way, you know, and if that makes it a I little bit more. I get to make my dumb joke. If that makes it a little bit more palatable for you, that's kind of what we hope. Yeah. Um, so if you support that as well and you enjoyed what you heard here today, then please help us reach more ears by uh, liking or reviewing on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review there, write a review. Uh, You can also rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That helps us get to more people, and it's completely free. And even if you're listening on one of the other podcatchers, you can go ahead and subscribe or follow or whatever option they have for that on that podcatcher. Um, If you also want a free way to support us, uh, you can go to our socials. You can add us. You can mention us uh, on your socials, uh, and you can add us at Twitter at White Collars Pod, uh, Facebook uh, slash White Collars Red Hands, Instagram uh, at White Collars underscore Red Hands. All of those also free. And now, as of today, well, actually, it's going to be a few days later, but well, you know what I mean. Um. We have a TikTok now. We have a TikTok. We have a TikTok. Uh, White collars, red hands. We heard that. I don't know. That's. I heard about this app. I heard it's popular. I I don't know. It's not like I spend hours of my day. Is it Tic Tac? Tic Tac. Tic Tac. Tic Tac. If you're from Minnesota, that's what it is. Uh, I. It's not like I spend hours a day looking at it. So we were. We finally got one. We'll post clips there. We'll post some other stuff there. Um, Hopefully, help us get out. I don't see us doing a dance in the future 
If we get if we get to like a hundred thousand followers or some some dumb high number on there, we'll do a fucking dance. How's that? My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. You no, know, you're giving it to. We told them this is behind a paywall. Stop that. Um, <laughs> I've never done a TikTok dance and put it on TikTok. Me either. Uh, but if you like consuming our videos in another place, you can go to YouTube. All of our videos are hosted at uh, Entertainment Buffet's YouTube channel. So go there, catch that. You can also, if you're more interested in watching us uh, do these podcasts, we're actually, we're getting some upgrades in next week. I got a new camera coming in. Uh, yeah. We got a teleprompter so it doesn't look like we're yeah. constantly looking away from the camera. We're getting, we are. We're getting fucking real Real up in this bitch. Um, so if you if you want to see the great production value that's going to be in our videos starting next week, I might be overpromising. That's fine. Uh, you can go check us out on YouTube or Spotify. Spotify also hosts our video podcasts as well. Yeah. Um, let's say you don't want a freeway. You have money to burn. You got cash in the. You got cash. You don't know what to do with it. And uh, you don't want to buy my feet picks. And you don't want to buy your feet picks or donate this to a charity that. Um, you know, punches Monsanto execs in the face, then you can buy our merch uh, over at tpublic.com. Uh, the link is in the show description, or you can go to our website, whitecollarsredhands.com. Click the uh, check on our merch button. That'll take you there as well. Buy a t-shirt, uh, buy a sweatshirt. Everything you buy goes to us and helps us to create these podcasts in the future. Um, also, another free way to support us, recommend us to a friend. Just tell someone to listen. Say say that you like the podcast and get more people to listen. That's great for us, too. Um, you can also send us a suggestion. We do a fan-submitted episode every single season so far. Uh, so if you want to submit a uh, episode for Season 9, you can go ahead and send that over to whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. Uh, also, we've said multiple times you can send a picture of your dog. No one sent a picture of their dog, but that's fine. I'm not going to harp on it too much. Uh, you can send that there as well. And uh, That's it. I think that's it. So... Thanks, y'all, for listening, and we'll see you on another episode of White Collars, Red Red Hands. Hands.